0: You're listening to Stu's Wrestling
1: Podcast, live from the North Wales coast, it's time for your host, Stu Palmer! My guest today for episode 106 of Stu's Wrestling Podcast is none other than owner and promoter of the LWF, the Lancashire Wrestling Federation, Steve Bibby. Hey Stu, do I always have to beer and the tux doing these shows? I haven't paid you being this far I and mean, we've run on one hundred and six now, mate. Can I go home? If, if you have to, mate, but you know, you have to be here when I need you. I, I mean, I've been be- here for every episode. At, at my beck and call. I've, I've done 106 introductions. You, you sure have. It's Stu's Wrestling Podcast! You're listening to Stu's Wrestling
0: Podcast. It's time, your host, Stu Palmer!
1: A warm welcome, it is episode 106 of Stew's Wrestling Podcast. Did you like that with myself and Mike Angus yet? We did some post-commentary on Monday, so he was like, right, can we do this? So yeah, we did that little clip there. But yeah, moving on to today's episode, it is Steve Bibby, owner, founder of the LWF, the Lancashire Wrestling Federation, and we talk about his latest show, which is happening tomorrow, Saturday the 12th, which is marching on. A huge event in Chorley in the Manchester Lancashire area so it's great to speak to him about that we also talked about him setting up the company the way they promote the way they do their shows they're very heavily story driven so it's cool to see how he does that how they go about it I love speaking to promoters because it's very hard to do and we also talked about him watching the WWF in the 90s in the early 90s then there was a period where he didn't watch it but into the late 90s, he began watching it again. So we had some great chat about that. And we also talked about football. He is an avid Manchester United fan. He had a season ticket for 13 years, as you'll hear in due course. And we also talked about my beloved Everton as well and the struggles they're facing in the relegation zone. So without further ado, my guest for episode 106 of Stewart's Wrestling Podcast is the owner, founder of the LWF, the Lancashire Wrestling Federation. It's Mr. Steve Bibby. Enjoy. My Guest from Chorley in Lancashire, about an hour and a half, an hour and 45 minutes away from here in Wales. It is promoter and owner of Lancashire Wrestling Federation, the LWF, Mr. Steve Bibby, on the show today on Stu's Wrestling Podcast. How are we, Steve? Uh, pretty good. Tired, but ready for another week. So, you know, nothing wrong with being overworked. Are you full on? Now, obviously, shows are back. I know you, you ran shows last year after, you know, the uncertainty with COVID. Uh, so, yeah, is that, is that why you're tired? All oh that, God, yeah. that going on? We're
2: doing a show a month now. So, um, it's one, once one's finished, it's straight on to the next one.
1: Who's, uh, who's coming up? That's what I want to ask. Who's on the next shows? Well, we've got um, our next show is March twelfth, and it's uh, marching on, and
2: it's um, going to be our champion Reynaldo teaming with the uh, number one contender Soma dursen in a tag match uh, against the Merseyside Mercenary Squad. That's the main event. Um, well, part of the double main event because our new women's champion Jenny B will team with uh, Aurora Tevis to take on Helena Razer and Lana Austin. So that's so, the so two main events for that show.
1: Fantastic. So I'm obviously aware of them from some of the guys from commentating for Superstar Pro. So, yeah, fantastic. Uh, yeah, how how uh, who else is on the card, should I say? What else well, is the card is... At? There's an awful lot of tag
2: team uh, contests on this card. We've got, the, obviously, the double tag main event, but we've got a tag team championships on the line as well. We've got the Wrecking Crew taking on the Blazing Guns. And we have um, the Castle Cup tournament begins. Uh, that's basically, if you want to sort of make it relatable slightly like the King of the Ring tournament for us um, bringing through um, the new, the next stars Castle Cup is the first thing that we ever, we ever introduced as a prize and uh, the quarterfinals that take place on that night and that will feature a lot of our academy talent as well as some from outside um, promotions and training schools as well
1: Fantastic concept as well having that on <laughs> over, over the one night mate you know, I'm a I'm a great proponent of the old King of the Ring format, so yeah, that'll be interesting. Which, uh, which venue are you at for the show as well, just for the listeners, so they know if they're in the locality or they want to travel?
2: We're at Bookshore Village Community Centre, it's a popular venue for us, um, and in terms of travelling to it, the, the railway station is like a minute outside, it's like just across the road, so it's very easy to navigate from there, uh, very nice venue, um, and we can fit around 200 people in there, and we, we often do hit that, so... Yeah, it's worth getting a ticket quick, really, fantastic, I
1: think. Fantastic stuff, Steve. You know, there's that many promotions in the UK now, but it's, it's a fantastic time in the same token, isn't it? Especially for you guys.
2: It really is. And I mean, oh, you sell all over the UK, certainly. In, I mean, I can only vouch for the Northwest at the moment, but I know it's going on elsewhere. And I've, I've, I've said before now, I think this is our era. And I think we'll sort of look back at it and, and be very proud of what we've contributed
1: to it. Absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. I, I can't wait. I will have to come to a show. I know, obviously, now, now you all want a month. There's no excuses, you know. If I plan ahead, I will come to a show. I promise you. I promise you that because obviously, I have seen, I've seen matches and stuff on on the socials.
2: Brilliant. Well, I mean, there's always there's always space. Um, we've uh, we we sort of embrace that kind of um, involvement as well because it, it only benefits both of us, really.
1: Absolutely. How about setting up the LWF? Let's go right back now. The inception of the LWF with Steve Bibby and how it came about. What was the genesis of the LWF?
2: Well, I always feel a bit strange saying this, because, uh, but the LWF was an accident, really. Um, I, I just wanted to be a commentator. That was my, my dream job. Um, and I took some, some work in, uh, across the Pennines in Yorkshire and I met a few people. And I thought, well, there seems to be a gap in Lancashire where I am, where there's nothing. We had promotions in Manchester, in Wigan, in, in Preston and, and Moorcombe, but in between there, there didn't seem to be anything. So I, I sort of rounded up a bunch of guys. Um, I rang around to find uh, some people that would be experienced enough to train. And I built the school off about 12 people and it's sort of grown from there. We had our first show in April 2018 and it has got bigger and bigger since then, and certainly since we've come back from lockdown as well, we hit we hit the ground running there. But it has been very gradual. The, the slogan is from the ground up, because that is literally exactly what it is. We've we've worked this from nothing, from no budget, and uh, yeah, it's it's a real personal success story.
1: Fantastic, mate. You know it takes. I, I look at you, promoters, and you setting up. You know the financial burden starting out and all that. You know you're gonna have a business head for it, haven't you? You know, yeah. I, I, I <laughs> well, appreciate
2: business man. You.
1: <laughs> hey, you, you must. You are. You are. I think you're just like downplaying it. You know, honestly, uh, it takes. It takes a lot of cojones to, to do it, mate. It does. You know, I struggle with um,
2: with anything um, to do with legalities figures numbers <laughs> I'm, I've never been any good at that this has yeah. been really I've had to force myself to to try and understand it and do it in my own way so I'm not overloading my own head um and I I, I try to soak, soak up as much advice as, as well from anybody I possibly can because um I'm not naive enough to think that I can do this myself so yeah it's it's a it's I'm still learning now still learning I've still got a lot to go I'm probably on about 40% of the month
1: Fair play. No fair play to you, mate. Honestly, I, I could only dream. The only booking and promoting I did was on the N64 and the PlayStation. <laughs> that's, about oh, the, that's about the extent of it, mate, playing No Mercy <laughs> WrestleMania 2000. Even, even further back, actually, before we had the, the modes. I had the raw Rumble for the Mega Drive and all that. But uh, yeah, no, yeah. I do, I'm not just, you know, licking backside here. I truly mean it. You know, you promote as you deserve, you deserve it, because it's everything that goes with it you know, there's so
2: I many, certainly oh I certainly do. I certainly have help. Um, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I, I do take on a lot myself. Um, but that's purely because at the moment, the business isn't big enough for me to start employing people here, there and everywhere. Of Um, but I've like a person who's very important to the, the day to day running of that. Certainly in the booking senses, Mikey Fitzgerald is, um, very, very, uh, talented and creative, uh, creative booker so he's, he's sort of my right hand man at the moment so I don't do everything on my own but, but I like the fact that you made reference to the, uh, to the N64 so, because I used to do that with, uh, with Attitude on the PlayStation, I used to create a pay-per-view Absolutely.
0: and I would, uh, yeah. I would
2: make my own stories and I'd, I'd, do, I'd write my stories down in notebooks for, for yeah. Wrestlemania sixty four and I'd play them out
1: on screen it was amazing, wasn't it, when we were younger? Like, you know what we had, and uh, yeah, that, that they're my favourite games—the N64 ones still to this day. Incredible, incredible, yeah, incredible so mate. Mm. So yeah, definitely. That's cool, but yeah. So you, you don't struggle with delegating then? Obviously, you're saying you've got people around you. The, the delegation's not a factor. You're you're quite happy it's- to do that, or, or do you need to have it on a tight leash? Well, one of the things I've, I've found is
2: if you run if you run something properly, people will will always offer to help. And I've got a lot of my guys will always say, "Is there anything you need? Is there anything you need me to do?" Sometimes it's just not possible for me to let them do it because I've got too much of the material I have mm-hmm. here with me, and it would take a lot to try and get it across to them. And so I, I tend to take on the majority, but I do have people I can go to for if I need a graphic, some graphics doing, or if I need. Um, sort of a piece of documentation looking over or something printing out something as simple as that people are always there to help and even that stretches to show day as well with the merch, merch and the, the catering people will come in and voluntarily help so delegating isn't a problem because i've i've found that if you do things the right way that the, the people will come to help you
1: sense a community there as well yeah to me that that's do you know what i mean we hear you hear some bad stories don't you within the business a lot a lot of backstabbing, but it's good to see you've got loyal loyal people in and around you stay yeah
2: that's that's been the most important part for me. The mm-hmm. core is is that we do have we do have loyalty in there We've got a lot of wrestlers that have come through and then taking bookings now as a result of what we've done for them, so it's you're building those foundations, but also they they keep they will keep you up for as long as as forever you know in, in the long run I think
1: how were you through the pandemic you know the peak of the pandemic not able to do anything how were you mentally you know because you've been you've been active with the promotion from 2018 onwards so how how was that for you personally did, did you cope with it not being able to run shows or was it hard for you
2: well i've i've, I've never been um, i've never been shy on talking about that uh, that front but mentally it wasn't particularly good um i i struggled because i think i was never happy with where we were training I I I thought it was inadequate and I wanted somewhere that was more suited to the ideas I had and we obviously struggled with that at the beginning uh we we ended up having to leave our facility at the, two months after lockdown started because we couldn't afford to stay there then we 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 I think we we pitched camp in a motel for a few months just trying to get anything we could like if we could do a session with limited people um and restrictions in place we would but it really we were very grateful for the space, um, but we needed somewhere permanent and somewhere that I could call a home. I worked quite hard to get us the grants from the government um, at the time, to which I got, and I used that money to, to put towards our training school now, which is in Koppel, um, and where we will probably be staying for the, the foreseeable. So I, had to, I couldn't afford to drop too low because I, there's too much work done and there was too many wrestlers and people that, relied upon us to keep their own mental health uh, strong and their own goals intact in, in so I couldn't really go, well this is it, I'm sorry guys I've, I've, I've had enough um, but I had enough support and we, we've, we've got through to the other side of that but yeah mentally it was a very, very trying time because uncertainty is one of the most terrifying things I believe.
1: Absolutely, Absolutely. Thank you for sharing that as well you No know, personal experience, I appreciate you sharing that with myself and obviously the listening listeners and viewers who are going to watch or listen to this so yeah no thank you for that it's good that uh, you know good that the grants were available for yourself as well I'm sure that took a lot of burden off you
2: it's all it, it what it did is it just it, it's a weight off the shoulders mm-hmm. it, it's something you can go right now i've got something in place i've got to use it wisely I, I didn't want to go out there and spend it on stupid things when i knew that the most important thing was finding a home for us um mm-hmm. But it is—it is like you said on the mental side of things. You've got to be in the right frame of mind to use that money wisely, or to fight to get that—that that, those funds. And there were a lot of times, and and again, you know, it's no secret with a lot of people. I, I wanted to—I did want to quit a lot of, for a lot of it because I thought it'd be—it'd be stress off me. I'll sell everything I have got, and and I'll—I'll I'll try and get on with my life. But it's—it would have felt like a waste
1: absolutely
2: so i think that's why i carried on really
1: wrestling's a part of you man and i'm glad you know i'm glad you stuck with it as well
2: yeah Yeah. it's been very rewarding since
1: absolutely absolutely how was it being a part of tnt extreme fields now i came up to you at the show but i was a little bit pie-eyed because i was on two two beers at a time that day got to three o'clock thinking it was night time but yes I was in a bit of a I was in a bit of a state Steve but yeah the LWF were extreme fields along with some other promotions. So how how was that how was that being at Electric in Liverpool? It was fantastic yeah, a
2: great great experience. Um well speaking of, I mean it, it was pretty much night from the moment we walked in there because you're in that little dark <laughs> venue I, like I made that it mistake. I out. made that yeah. mistake with the beers yeah, well, I mean, it was a brilliant experience. We were we were sat next to Odyssey Pro Wrestling all night as well. We were good friends of I ours.
0: Um, promotion. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over a hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. for limited by law. 18 plus. and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: And we, it was just nice to be able to, to, to meet and network and showcase a little bit. I mean, I want to do it. I'd love to do something like that again. I'd jump at the chance immediately. And it's, it, there's a lot of pride involved in going to, to things like that. Um, both in, in your own promotion and the fact that you're recognised enough to be there. Um, and it was a wonderful, they, they've got to do that again. It's such a great idea. Um, to, the combination of the music and the wrestling. I, I don't know why that's not been done more often, certainly to that level, like an all day thing, absolutely. because you can fit so much into that day.
1: Absolutely, man. Yeah, I enjoyed uh, Cam Solis and um, Elijah. That match was, uh, that's the one that, that was before I got absolutely pie eyed, but yeah. That that was that was the match match of the day for me. That was incredible performance from both guys. He, and had a bit of memory. Well, we just had Cam actually at the last
2: last couple of shows. Um, did a great job uh, in tag competition. He's um he's always sort of always very reliable um, and worth the money. I think
1: it What a, a, a hotbed hot of talent in the northwest as well. And it's uh it's absolutely amazing how many people are from you know. From the northwest now coming through and, and and established people as well, Steve.
2: Yeah, I mean,
1: it. it well, well, what I try and do, I think,
2: I try and have a mixture on our sure show. If we've got a couple of green guys that haven't haven't done as much work, I try to bring in them um, the more established people to try and work with them so that it, it, they get something from it. Uh, and that's how you build the next established stars by by giving them that experience. And I think a lot of promotions are doing that, and that's why you're getting so
1: much good talent coming through. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, so you personally now growing up watching wrestling, just going to come away from the LWF for a little bit. I'd like to know when you first started watching wrestling. What, what you know, what you gravitated to, what pulled you in as a youngster.
2: It's a bit of a, another bit of a crazy story. This, um, I started watching it when I was very young because
1: my uh, hero
2: was the Ultimate Warrior when I was a kid. I was just fascinated by the rope shaking and the and the colours and the tassels and everything. It was just, uh, you, you can't help but be drawn to that as a child because it's like a superhero. Um, I was always a warrior guy over Hogan. I don't know, it was just a look. Um, warrior, probably,
1: it was warrior for me, Steve. Warrior for me as well. Uh, you know, when you were younger, you didn't realise it. It was the character, wasn't it? More so than what me. he was doing in the ring. But yeah, sorry, I've jumped in. But I was a warrior guy like yourself.
2: And. Um, that was, my, that was my early days. I was also a very, very big Bret Hart fan. Um, Great, back, of time. Yeah, going back to like his, his battles with Owen. Uh, I used That's yeah. my first earliest memories of him with those, those matches with Owen Hart. Um, and I sort of stopped for a while. And I think, I don't know why, my parents were never all that keen on me watching it when I was <laughs> younger. Um, so I went through to my football days and everything and then, and then I sort of yeah. forgot about wrestling for a while. And then I ended up in the hospital for a couple of weeks with um, quite a, a bad sort of infection. Uh, and I was sat in, this, in the ward and there was a, these two young lads uh, opposite watching uh, wrestling on the TV. And they just wheeled the TV over. It was on a stand. It was one of the old fashioned tellys, And they, they wheeled it over to, to my bed and they sat on the end of the bed. And I was like, what the hell is Vince McMahon doing in a cage match? He was commentating the last time I watched. <laughs> i was like how is he a wrestler because i always remember him being the guy on the mic with the, the bow tie and um then it was think it was some Valentine's day massacre we were watching
1: it was yeah. it and, was 99 february
2: yeah so then you go
1: from i go from watching warrior
2: and and and, and brett and everything in, in that era to then seeing the rock and uh and mankind destroy each other in a last man standing match and i was just fascinated and that's how i got back into it for the for the long haul. Um, and I was always fascinated by the commentary and Jim Ross's voice, and that's why I wanted to be one myself.
1: Absolutely, I can uh, relate to the commentary aspect. Absolutely, I wanted to be a football commentator as a kid.
2: <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> no, I, used these... to, I used to commentate to my PlayStation games uh, all the time. Yeah,
1: and I, I'd, <laughs> I'd be waiting for You're my door. <laughs> I'd be waiting for my door to go, like my old man or my mum coming up the stairs. You know, yeah. you just wouldn't say anything, you were embarrassed. Shut up, yeah. I can relate to that, mate. So to, I i do it playing um, championship manager, football manager back in the day. i do commentary. Mad, yeah. Mad's
2: the thing. I used to do I used to commentate on our games while we were playing them, and they'd be like, will you shut up? No, like, I can't, I've got to do it.
1: Were you, were you more so, are you more fond of the Attitude Era, or more like the Golden Era, if I was to ask you that, and you had know, a little time away, but you've obviously, you'd seen it at two different periods with that break in between. I loved the Attitude Era, purely because, and, and I know there's a
2: lot of things that weren't great about that era, uh, that sort of, obviously the, 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 the use of the women and everything wasn't great, and the, um, the, the wrestling quality wasn't exactly massively high, and they did have some ridiculous stories, um, but... What I loved about the Attitude Era was the structure and the feeling that it was all happening there and then, and it was real and it was raw. Um, I I can't sort my, my my falling out with commercial like mainstream wrestling now is based upon the fact that it just seems to be segmented into
1: mm.
2: into slots yeah. on 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 a, a heavily advertising, marketing, promotional based program rather than the content. So back then, Raw would start with a promo at the beginning, probably with the McMahons or something like that. And, uh, and then it would lead to a match in the middle of the night, which would probably end in a screwy finish. So then another one would be made backstage. And then, and you felt like it was an episode flowing from, from start to finish. It was just all woven together. And uh, I loved how every week when I turned Raw on, I didn't know what was coming and, and I was fascinated by it. And I, don't, I think that's why I love the Attitude Era, because everything was really powerful and the content really mattered back then.
1: I love I love the attitude era, but it was more so late eighties. Um, I, I started watching in nineteen ninety. I'm still I'm still so fond of that time, Steve. Uh, I well, the earlier the earlier years because because you're more impressionable. Like you're impressionable in your teens as well. But I mean, as a kid and you're seeing it. And, uh, oh God! I, gosh, I, I gosh, yeah, can't! I can't! I can't! It has the edge over the attitude era. But I take on board what people are saying uh, for, about the Attitude Era, the promo side and all that, and uh, you know that, that aspect of it. But I just can't... It has to be the late 80s, early 90s into the mid-90s for me, personally. I mean, he, every, everything's a personal choice based Absolutely. on how make it. Absolutely. You know, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. How about some matches, Steve? If I was to ask okay. you, I, I could I bet there's hundreds but if we can just whittle it down to a few. Uh, yeah, I can run off a few. Um,
2: I, I'm, I'm a, if I was talking about probably my favourite match of all time in terms of how I felt during it and and still now watching it, I love Triple H versus Shawn Michaels at SummerSlam 2002 in the unsanctioned match Absolutely. because there was no, re- no right that, for HBK to be able to do that. It shouldn't no, have been no. that phenomenon. Um, I'm a huge fan of Bretton Owen at WrestleMania 10. Uh, you can go but there's quite there's a few um, sort of hidden gems I think in there as well
1: fire him up fire him up I want to hear him okay give me a moment
2: (laughs) I loved uh, I loved the um, what was it the for a start I actually can I throw a Royal Rumble in there because Royal Rumble
1: Hey, it's, R- at R- it's at your discretion.
2: It's at your discretion, mate. All one, all one and all two, one after the other, I absolutely yeah. love for various reasons. Um, the, the standout reason being all two when Mr Perfect came back yeah. and, and did his You're talking my bit.
1: lingo. You're talking my lingo yeah. there. Kurt Hennig all day, mate.
2: Yeah. I love... Um, I love Shane McMahon versus Kurt Angle at King of the Ring 2001.
1: My God, man. It's when he didn't go through that pain... I know, the first dropped. time. You know what I mean? It was like, it was like you wanted to give Shane neck issues that he'd had himself. <laughs> yeah, it was like he was passing it on. It's, it's just like, the all the hell, <laughs> all the hell, it just, oh my God.
2: I know, it's amazing. Um, I loved, uh I was always a big fan of the triple threat between The Rock, Undertaker and Kurt Angle at Vengeance in mm. 2002. I think that's a great example of how, how a three-way works to perfection. Very much like Lesnar, Rollins and Cena at the Rumble as well. I'm a, I'm a fan of triple threats. I love the I love the the, the unpredictability of them.
1: Absolutely.
2: Uh, if, I, if I was going back a little bit further, um, Ricky Steamboat, Rick Flair at Cheetown Rumble is one that stands yeah. out for me.
1: Yes, absolutely, mate. Around the 89. Round yeah, the 89 I love Ricky Steamboat. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I'm a big fan of, of Steamboat's work. Um, and I just, there's so, there is so many. It's hard. It's hard to actually, off the top of your head, to go through them. But when you when you have time, and you, if I had a piece of paper and a notepad now, it'd be full in an hour. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely.
0: But it,
2: off the top of your head, there's so much good content that, yeah, it's, it's difficult. It's difficult to remember. Obviously, Shawn Michaels, Undertaker at WrestleMania 25, I watched uh, on Sunday night, actually. That one's always sticks in my it's... mind. Because I think it was, more of a majesty then to, to kicking out of finishes and things like that than there is now. And that was done perfect perfectly well that
1: night. I was there for 26, didn't go, didn't go to Houston the year before, unfortunately. We planned to go. And then I, I was watching it, I was at my cousin's watching it, absolutely gutted Steve, because I'd been to 24 the year before. <laughs> I'm like, uh, yeah. why am I, why am I sat here? But it was good. Cause I'd grown up watching it with my cousin. But you know the fact that we were we were going and then people pulled out. And uh, I, 26 was good, but 25 was a better match. Just yeah, to go, it just was to go like, back to your thoughts on it. What, the, the difference between 25 and 26? Yeah, it was different, wasn't it, the way they did it? It was. I think it's because they'd done so much in
2: 25 yeah. that it was hard yeah. to... To, to give any more than that so they had to try and put a twist on it and certainly with the retirement angle it was more about the result rather than the quality
1: absolutely
2: so we'd, we'd had the quality in the first match and now it was like well the yeah. result really matters because if he if he loses then he's, he's retired so that he takes away from you going well come on give us something new the more bothered about the outcome so i think that was quite clever in a sense
1: absolutely how about shows you've attended over the years? I'd like to find out, like what, what you've seen and what you've been to. That'd be really well, cool. I've cool not a great deal of um,
2: experience when it comes to live WWE. I've seen two shows in my life, which and one I'm you? so sad about. It. <laughs> but I mean, I think it's because I went through an era of like um, where I wasn't doing this, and I was a dad. I'm a dad as well. You know, I've got a 15 year old boy, so I try and. Um, I try and put my time into him. I've been to two shows and I remember them both quite go well. Go on, go on, man. Uh, 2003, it was Triple H versus Shawn Michaels, which I was happy about. That did, that made it for me anyway. And Edge versus Ric Flair. Fantastic. Yeah. So that, that one I remember. And uh, then I went to one a few years later, oh, was quite a lot of years later, which was um, AJ and Dean Ambrose in the main event. Um. And I think Randy Orton and and Rollins as well. It was that, very very different shows, but those are the two I've been to. My my experience of going to shows now is is just the independents. Uh,
1: how yeah, about so. how about that then? Extend extend some of the some of the independent shows. That, that's cool, man. Well, At grassroots, and then obviously, you know,
2: I'm quite lucky in the sense that because we hire the the ring out to to other companies, that we get to go and watch these shows. Um, we work with Odyssey Pro, and I see a lot of the stuff that they do. I, I worked at Kingdom of Wrestling, and This Is Wrestling, um, and I get to see these, th- these like, you get some real gem, gems and matches in these these shows that uh, nobody no other people see, and we get to see them up close. Um, and we get to see it in our ring as well, which is fantastic. Um, so a lot of my experience now is, I'm, I'm almost making up for lost time now. Because I didn't get to a lot of wrestling back then. Because I was either trying to work on this business or I was just wrapped up in life.
1: <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that, mate. There's nothing wrong. With, like your family man. I'm right, late uh, bloom. Right. Hey, it's fine though. You've, you've still you've done the you've done the UK and all that, mate. You know, I haven't. I haven't been to many UK-based shows. I haven't. You know what I mean? But then, no, it's nice. It's nice to hear your experiences, man. Well, I want to go further afield. My my plan this year is to get to a
2: few more shows across the country, and and rather than just be stuck in in one place, because I do want to get out. What's there.
1: wetting your appetite, Steve, well, I like to Well,
2: go- I wouldn't mind going seeing a progress show. I wouldn't mind yeah. going seeing um, more TNT stuff. I wouldn't mind uh, going up uh, like sort of. I wouldn't mind going down south just once, and or Birmingham even, and just seeing what's around there. Um, I kind of I need to make some time to to network a bit more, a bit bit broad, a bit more broad, uh, because otherwise I'll only know this area, and I think that wouldn't do justice to what we're trying to achieve. I want to see what's what's going on further afield, get the name out there a bit more.
1: That's cool, man. That's cool that you want to spread your wings with it. That's that's cool, that's cool. I think um, it, back to back to the LWF then. I know we said in the opening you have got the show coming up, so yeah, just uh, a little bit more on the show coming up. You know the one, that, and then yeah, just yeah, just just a bit more on the LWF. I think, mate. Right? Anything else? Well, the, the,
2: to the the next show is basically a fallout from the Lancashire riot, which we had the other uh, couple, a few weeks ago, which was a massive success. It's our our Royal Rumble basically, but it was for the women's championship, uh, first ever. So fifteen women were in that match competing for the the belt. Um, and then this one is in between that and our biggest show of the year, which is Slamaganza. Um on April sixteenth. So this is sort of the, the last stop before Slamaganza. Uh so we start the Castle Cup quarterfinals at this show and then the semifinals and the final are at Slamaganza. Brilliant. And that one's at the town hall. Fantastic. Um, so this is kind of um y- you need to see this going
1: into the big one, yeah. basically. Extend off into the show, next shows. How yeah. about uh this, how about no way out almost? There we Enough. go. Yeah, you know, perfectly put, perfectly put. How, how in, in relation to uh, tickets and getting tickets for the shows as well, just for the listeners and viewers? Well, fairly straightforward, just go to the, uh, the Facebook page,
2: either, either the LWF Facebook page or the, the event page. There's one a specific event page as well, and the links are all across there. Anytime I post graphics for the, uh, the show, the ticket link is on those graphics every time. Um, the same on Twitter as well I, I still put po- I post the links on all the graphics So there's always a ticket link there And um, I advise getting online purely Because we, we do sort of get a lot going on On the day with people walking up And paying on the door So I would not want anyone to miss out And we have, like I said The last show we were touching 200 And I had to sort of call time on, on the tickets for that So they do, they do seem to sell out very quickly In the last couple of weeks Certainly the last week anyway
1: Perfect, testament to you and the crew man At the LWF like, it's, it's great to hear. Also, you know, before before you go, what would be your advice for somebody that wanted to start up a company and be a promoter? I'd love to hear your your thoughts and feelings. You know, because people do talk about trying to do it and get into the business. So, yeah, what would be Steve Bibby's tips?
2: I'll tell you what. That I feel almost fraudulent by saying this because I've not been doing it long myself. Yeah. No. Um, <laughs> but I think first things first whoever you bring into your promotion look after them
0: it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper
2: and so that that goes for show day if you if, if talent are coming are arriving at your building make sure that they they're happy they're comfortable that they've got somewhere to go they've got they've got refreshments and things like that because you want them to come to you at the end of the night and go um, loved it and uh, if you need me back please please tell me cuz I'm always be around you want to, that good impression to then be stamped all over everywhere they go from then on um, i think <sighs> i could go very practical and say uh, if you do um, a show like a very first show and you have equipment for it this is a very practical tip this is like a, a bella magazine tip or something um when you bring your gear into the building put it where it's going to be set up don't have piles of crap everywhere because i found that that can add about half an hour to um, the time at the beginning of a show that you could be using to, to practice and to team talk and things like that. I believe um, always try and, and leave a week before a show uh, in terms of being organised. So be organised a week before so you're not doing everything right up to the last minute. That's increasingly hard with doing a show a month, but I'm working on it. And I think just the main one is that is the first. Just have some respect for those that are coming to yeah. work for you, because I don't think that I think that gets overlooked sometimes. Oh,
1: it, it does. Without without a doubt. Without, without I hear all sorts of you know. It's just have a you've got you've got respect the respect. Like I think for the for the most part, it's it's just it's just a few, isn't it? That aren't you know suitable for, yeah, you, for I, the I, business. I You're gonna get that in any walk of life, right. though. I, I don't know personally of anything. No, like that, no, no. You hear no, things, and I just course. do it. My-
2: my way you know i'm going off what i do absolutely um, yeah and and always take time to to sort of talk to to people i mean I've, i've worked places when i was commentating when i was first getting my um my experience when i was doing it for nothing and you just you walked in and it was like changing rooms back there and you didn't really get told anything you just sort of you had to speak to the other talent and they'd sort of go i don't know mate i'm trying to find out myself yeah always have people aware of what's going on from absolutely. the moment they get to the door
1: absolutely no good tips there Steve I appreciate you sharing that as well and uh, yeah thank you very much for coming on Stu's <laughs> wrestling podcast today promoter owner of Lancashire Wrestling Federation the LWF With plenty of shows coming up Slamaganza in April your your very own Wrestlemania and obviously the card this this coming March as well leading into that and the tournament so yeah Thank you so much, Steve. My pleasure. Enjoyed it. Thank you very much. Cheers, mate. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Enjoyed that. Awesome. That's cool, man. Yeah, gutted I wasn't there for 25, Steve. Oh, no, that's
2: sickening, that. Then again, I mean, I can't say anything. i am not been to bloody any of them, so. Was, uh... I would have loved to be
1: 17, I'll tell you that much. Oh, my God. Jesus uh-huh. fucking Christ, man! If it was old enough at the time, do you know what I mean, it was just timing. Yeah. Um, but I've been lucky, man. I've done seven, done seven. So I've been, I've been very lucky, like. But it's not. It's it's going to be six years this year since I last went. Yeah, like you say, it's uh, settling down and stuff. Um, yeah. But I was obviously there for when uh, the warrior went into the hall of fame and that. I was in New Orleans. Yeah. So. yeah. But yeah, man, you'll have to get. You'll have to try and get to one. Well, I'll try, I mean, they're increasingly,
2: I don't know whether I want to anymore. Uh, <laughs> to be fair,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a bit suspect, isn't it? And this, uh, this two-night thing's ridiculous. I, I, I hate it, I what absolutely the fuck hate are they, What the fuck are they playing at, mate? Well, you know what they're doing, is they're doing what they've done with,
2: with other events, and they're, they're diluting it. Yeah. It's, it's like the um, Elimination Chamber, Hell in a Cell, TLC, Money in the Bank. Yeah. Instead of it being a novelty that, that uh, is like a big deal. It's now happens all the time. So no one really cares as much. And WrestleMania being over two nights, it's like, oh, well, I'm, I might not watch the first night. I'll watch Dallas, the second.
1: Dallas Can't. wasn't, Dallas wasn't the best place either. I'll, I'll tell you now, because we were there for the week. We were there for the week. And, um, you know, obviously Texas being as big as it is, everything's like spread out. There wasn't much going on, mate. Uh, Cause my mates were debating going. They've got time off. But they've decided the only th- the only thing that was pulling them in was undertaker getting inducted you see but yeah. they, they've decided against going but New Orleans uh, was fantastic because you got you could, you can get around everything and uh, in 2014 mardi Gras was the week before so yeah. it was still that vibe was still going my mates, my mates went in 2018 and um it, obviously the way it fell mardi Gras was weeks before and um it <laughs> wasn't it wasn't the same uh, but yeah you know
2: I just, I, I, I don't think. Um, I, I, I personally, my opinion on on wrestling, certainly WWE, uh, is it's a bit like I'm like right, I'm totally separate, maybe, but similar points. I'm a Man United fan, right?
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. I've been all my life. Um, yeah. I was a six- ticket holder for 13 years. Fair play. And fair play. I. What's happening with us at the moment is I don't think the the quali- We don't need to be good anymore because we're still going to make money. It's, it's, We're still going to make tons of money got, from this, and God knows it's what got else.
1: it It's got validity. It's a business rather than,
2: yeah. Yeah, that's what's happening with WWE now. They know they're going to make money off the, they, the advertisers' sponsorships.
1: They had records record so, turnover, didn't they, recently? Yeah, but, but they, they don't need content no, anymore. No.
2: You know, and I think the, the, the content is... I know people always say, well, it's always been about money. Yeah,
1: but the
2: money... Never overrode what you saw on the screen, you no, know. No, the- no,
1: no. They, they wanted the fans. They, they were doing it for fans yeah. as well as um, fucking hell, man. It's like how many Saudi shows are there going to be? Oh, now I they've now, now they've done a ch- now they've done cool. the elimination chamber there. They, yeah. You know full well because he pulls in more money off them shows than he does WrestleMania. Yeah, I don't watch them. Um,
2: I, I stopped watching those, or I, I didn't really take a great deal of interest anyway when I saw the front row I had the back to it. But um, I don't. Watch them! I think ever since the Fiend was beaten by Goldberg. Oh my God, went, mate! This is not about the product anymore. No, this is about. Oh
1: yeah, yeah. And then I just yeah, am right. interested in that. Steve, what about AEW? I should have asked this in the main interview. I can always have <laughs> I can always add this in. Well, AEW,
2: it's. um I think I'm, I'm a kind of a, I'm disappointed in a way because I think they could be taking advantage of this situation better. They're almost messing around a little bit rather than going. Actually, this is serious. We could do some real damage here in terms of to WWE, and we could also make a massive wave in the business. And I think they're almost sort of. It's almost like a bit of a, a joke because they have the they have the foundations there. They've got that. What I always loved about Monday Night Raw is that that, that haze over the over the ring and everything from where yeah. the pyros and yeah, and it, that dirty look. It's too polished and glitzy for my liking. Yeah. Now I don't like. It. And AEW looks like I would want to watch that. Yeah, but then I yeah. watch the things and I go, eh. you know, I see somebody kicking out of a second rope tombstone at two. I can't handle that. Um, but I think they've got the right foundations if they just use them in, in the, the correct way, and they've got good talent in there. I'd like to see them do really well, and I'd like to see them really put the shits up WWE. To be honest, but I don't know whether that's going to happen.
1: I, they can't keep acquiring more talent that have been, you know, been future endeavoured over that, and like it's ridiculous. I've said it for ages. The, the roster's too big now. Rampage, Rampage will have to be two hours soon.
2: Yeah, well, this is what's WWE. That's why everything's bloody right.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's long because how, it's, it's huge. I, I don't know how many more talent they can physically put in now, because it's people are getting lost in the shuffle. Yeah, and like, and stuff's getting started up. You know, storylines are getting started up, and they don't. You don't know what's going on. Um, I, I like it. I like. I like the. I like what they're doing. Just some bits. I'm not. I'm not a fan of
2: yeah i think i think what they could do with is maybe maybe having a, sort of a branch into like like wwe did with nxt maybe they could do is branching on just like a separate little show have, have more than because they don't do a lot of short pay-per-views do they which no, isn't for, a bad thing four year, yeah. no less yeah is it for, that's not a bad thing um but maybe they for... could do a separate show to accommodate
0: mm-hmm.
2: more of the wrestlers and have more, more per week or more per month, um, and then it might work. But if you try to stuff them all onto one show, you've no chance. It's None of it's going to make any sense at the end of the day. You're just going to have people randomly there for was, the sake of it.
1: I was kind of like, why have Punk and MJF had the match? But then I understand they went to TBS. It, it was about ratings. And then you know they've been feuding since like the Thanksgiving bit with the promos. So if you think that's three months... I I think they should have waited till the pay per view, but obviously they've had to do something. And I understand they I understand when they switched from TNT to TBS, they needed a ratings pull, didn't they, uh, with them yeah. having a match? But then I wouldn't have had them hitting one another and stuff. You know when it got physical. I was of the yeah. mindset don't have them lay fingers on one another until the the, the match, if you know what I mean. I, yeah, you, the, the, I I don't know. There's way. There's so many different ways you could do it. I think subtlety is a dying art. <laughs> you know, I think sometimes
2: you just got to think, li- think of things a little bit and not throw it all in people's faces immediately. You know, but that's me. Uh, we are very heavily storyline-based, LWF, so everything we do is for a reason. Yeah, and
1: yeah.
2: I'm very into woven stories. No, that's also, I forgot well, to mention this. Um, on, mate. We are doing a quick Academy taping on Saturday at our unit, and it's going to be produced like a Monday Night Raw.
1: Oh, right, um, okay, brilliant.
2: So, there's something in between the
1: Fantastic, big events. Fantastic, mate, brilliant. I want that to floor. Brilliant, mate. No, fair fair play, constantly thinking of stuff. Yeah, that's, that's great. A huge, huge thank you to Steve Bibby there, the owner and founder of the LWF, and they've got marching on happening tomorrow, Saturday the 12th of March, so all the best to that, and I'm sure we'll get Steve back on... And a big, big thank you for Chris Dutton for the editing, as always. A big, big thank you to Mike Angus as well. I loved doing that little clip with him the other day. And Evade Escape for Get Up and Move in the intro and the outro, as you can hear now. And we'll see you very soon for episode 107.
0: Sports Social Podcast Network.